Welcome to another edition of the Bones of Advertising. I'm Craig McLeod and you are... I am John Douglas and I will be for the rest of this particular episode. How do I know it's actually you though? Well, you don't. Well, actually you do because I've got my very favourite jacket on and um, and uh, as you do... I've got on the twin leather today. <laughs> You've got, uh, I've got my, uh, I've got my very distinctive uh, haircut as, yep. uh, as do you. Yeah. And you've got that um, very delightful uh, background with the tiles, which uh, have become quite recognisable as the, uh, as a little, uh, little colour motif that you've got going on in the background there. Yeah, right. So you're sort of picking up a whole bunch of, uh, what would you call those things that connect me to me? I'd call them, uh, well... Smarter people than me would call them distinctive brand assets. Oh. <laughs> it's a big word, um, uh, uh, but that's what I'd like. I think that's it. I think that's the bone. We should use that bone. We should pick on that bone today. Let's call them. Let's let's uh, now let's uh, let's use uh, Mark Ritson. Professor Mark Ritson calls them codes. So let's call them codes. Okay, for today they'll be known as distinctive brand assets, but codes. But codes. It's like a it. codes. It is very good, JD. So shall we start with a brand that is very, very good at using its codes? Who, who are we going to talk about? We can talk. Oh, we can talk all number of um, uh, 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 probably the most famous coded brand. I would imagine. I think is Coca Cola. Yep, without a doubt. Yeah, Coca Cola. Yeah, it's it's red. It's got the little you know the the squiggly line. The, the typeface remains unchanged. Hey, here you go. Coca-Cola tweak their logo once every two or three years and no one notices because yes. it's so subtle. Okay. And the main brand assets, the red colour, the typeface, the swoosh, the little, they all stay the same. Okay. So, so people know, like the shape of the bottle, this, that's one of the great original codes was the, I want I want a bottle that people would recognise in the dark. Yeah, yeah, a bottle that you could smash on the ground and people would go, someone was drinking a coke there. Like, so what is it? The like the the simplest way I can describe it is how do people know it's you if you didn't have your logo on it? Yeah. So I'm just I love this. I love this. So I I will I may get up on my high horse again. Oh. <laughs> I may. I love it. And here's you with your horse. <laughs> All right, let's get on your horse, JD. I'm ready. I'm right for this okay. one. I know you love this. So um, there was a great ad done in Australia uh, that used one of the oldest gags in the world, which was that, um, uh, you know, in 19, 19, when did Elvis Presley die? 1977. He said, 1980, uh, there were an estimated 30 Elvis Presley impersonators around the world. 30? 30. Right. By 1997, there were 30,000 Elvis Presley impersonators wow. in the world. We're going to win this race, Elvis. It was, it was estimated. Thank you very much. That by the year 2030, one in every three people in the world would be an Elvis <laughs> Presley impersonator. <laughs> but I want you to remember this. And then yeah. you hear the sound of the... Ah. You can't beat the real thing. Right. And okay. nothing else. Yep. No mention of the product, no mention of a brand, nothing. Yeah. Just a can opening and that line sung and everyone at the time went, well, it's Coke Ad. So you, the, 
a distinctive brand asset can be a colour, it can be a logo, it can be a sound, it can be um, a typeface, it can be a symbol, it can be anything you can use so that when people see the ad, they look at it and they go, that's an ad for Craig McLeod or, you know, that's an ad for Red Crayon or, you know, that's an ad for Coca-Cola. You expand the footprint of the brand so you don't actually have to remind people which brand it's for, and you can get straight into here's the message we want to get. Here's the message we want to tell you this. Here's the message we want to tell you this time. And that's not a glitch in the matrix. That's just me endlessly repeating what people should understand about advertising. <laughs> I was about to say, did we just say the same thing three times then? And but I, I think it's about emphasis, and I think you've definitely delivered the emphasis. Very, very good. And Thank I think you that's a distinct brand code for you, JD. You tend to provide a thread of consistency to the delivery with which you're delivering. But the rule of three, the rule of three is a great, um, a great little asset if you can, if you can, uh, if you can make it work. Yeah. That whole constant reminder, constant reminder, constant reminder. But yeah. it's hard to, um, it's hard to keep a great uh, brand asset because there's so many people inside the organisation who desperately want to put their fingerprints on the ads and change the brand assets. You know, I think we've, I think we've all been in a room where someone has gone, mm, Coca-Cola, red. Really? Not today. <laughs> Let's just do one ad and we'll make it blue. We'll make, we'll make it blue. Like, and you know, you know what you get then? You get Pepsi. Pepsi <laughs> have changed, have changed their logo, have changed their typeface. Changed, like they should just be the blue one. They really should just go. You know, we're not, we're not red and white and blue. And you know, I know we're American, and but red and white. And blue, let's not do that. But blue, like blue. just blue. Yeah. Like let's not, let's not beat around the bush and no one cares about political affiliation. They're like you've got the red one and you've got the blue one and that just gives you the, okay, now make your choice. Job done. Yeah, I think so. Job I done. Think. Now, Jada, yeah. talk to me about the use of these brand assets and what we're doing when someone's walking down a supermarket aisle. How are we making sure that they can, and get again, going back to our good friends at the Ehrenberg Bass Institute, understanding how distinctive brand assets work, particularly in relative terms to choice. Yes. Oh, we love this. Yes, I know you love it. That's why I asked. <laughs> it's like you keep feeding me Dorothy Dixons. It's no like problem. I'm just it's a bone and you're picking over it. So yeah. I'm just putting little bits of meat out there that you can chew on. Talk to me about this way in which we can influence choice with those distinctive brand assets. Okay, so so what we want to what 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 the theory the theory says if you can if you can have people understand that you are the red brand, or take Snickers. Snickers, you're the brown. You're the you're the brown chocolate bar. That really with the, with the red and the and the and the white on it. Like so that when people are walking down the the supermarket aisle and they're in the confectionery mm. um, uh, section, yes. which is one of my favourite sections. <laughs> there is this like like it, we we don't want to think too hard as humans. <laughs> We're not great thinkers generally. There have been some very great thinkers. Generally, we're not that. We're not that. We're not that. We don't want to waste our precious thinking time yeah, right. making choices. So, if we can have that um, that sense of Snickers, brown chocolate, easy, 
So we walk down the aisle and we look at them. There's a thousand, like, there's all this choice. And it's like, oh, I'll just take that one because I, because I recognise it. And familiarity for customers does not breed contempt. Familiarity breeds sales. Yes. <laughs> it's simple. It's really, really simple. Yeah. The more people know it's you, the more likely they are to buy you. And so you plan a couple of cues in their mind, a couple of little brand assets. As they're walking down, we'll be able to reference that memory from yep. the ad and then use that in their purchase decision. So looking at it and deciding between whether they're going to go with a Snickers or a Mars bar, you know, yep. a Mars a day helps you work, rest and play. Another cr- cracker that was out there, Snickers really satisfies, crunchy, change the colour of your day. All of those different components we're going to look for the, the gold of the crunchy to make the choice there. We're going to look for the, the Mars, you know, the, the, the black and, and, and their Mars logo. We're going to look for the Snickers, as you say, the brown with the nuts. And, and there's a, there's, you think of, you think of the, of the, of the great, like the classic kind of confectionery moment in the, in the, like you look at your wall of, the wall of chocolate. Like, mm-hmm. And there, and there are, I would suggest 50 different products in front of you like that. Mm. And even if you only recognise four, so if Snickers is up against Mars bars, Flakes and Crunchies. Or the picnic. Remember the picnic? Oh. And and maybe and maybe a wall of purple down there, you know, down just off just out of your just out of your eyesight. Because because that's a bigger, different kind of treat. That's an after dinner treat and I want something right now. Hang on, where are you going? Have you gone violet crumble? Where have you gone with purple? Oh no, Cadbury. Oh, Cadbury. Okay, you're going straight to the block, a glass and a half. Exactly. That's what I said. See, see, you had your head in, you had your head in chocolate bars, well, I and I was thinking about, you know, the, you're in block. the after dinner. So, yeah. anyway, getting back to the point. The, <laughs> um, the, if you can, if you can just think about it statistically, you've immediately gone from a choice of fifty down to a choice of four. Yeah. Which is, by my guess. One eighth, 12 and a half times a bigger choice. So you, so, so you've improved your chances by whatever that is. Like the percentages. One smarter than us will put that number up. Right. That's, that's right. Some mathematics, some statistician will say, you idiot, it's 12 and a half percent, therefore it's 300 percent more likely. Or, yeah, I've got no idea. Like, you know, not without a pen and a paper. <laughs> so you think, but you think like there's, we we lose we lose interest in our own assets way before the customer will. Yep. So you think of all of the great so absolute remember absolute vodka advertising? Yeah. It was iconic. Like it was they made the they, they got great artists to take the bottle and and make the bottle central to a piece of art. And it became like this was a second-rate vodka. I'm sorry, anyone from Absolute who's listening out there, but it's not it's not Russian vodka, yeah. and it's you know it's not. not boutique vodka. It's mass market. I think Polish. I'm not sure. I don't care. Swedish. There you go. Scandinavian vodka, which they make good vodka, but it's not fantastic. Anyway, a little rant. Not to worry. I'm not a vodka drinker. I'm a gin drinker and a Scotch drinker, and yeah, whatever. <laughs> It wasn't by any stretch the greatest vodka, but it became one of the biggest selling vodkas on the market on the strength of the communication, on the strength of here's this shape of bottle so that when I'm in front of the vodka section in the bloody bottle shop, I go, well, I recognise that. 
and I've and I'm I'm emotionally um, uh, drawn towards it because I like the advertising. That's it. That's as simple as it is. Like I recognise it. It's distinct. There's something different about the way it works in my head. I'll pick that one. It's an easy choice. That's all you want to do at point of sale is you just want to make it easy. And I'm sorry. I'll get down from my high horse now. No, no, I like you up on the high horse because really what you're saying, JD, is it's about building ads that enriching the enriching <laughs> distinctive brand assets or cues and then advertising them and putting them into the people's mind in a way that will give them a positive reflection on the ad so that we can then influence brand choice when it comes time to choosing. Would that be right? That's exactly correct, my friend. Exactly right. correct. So um, the economist ads, the economist ads are brilliant. Like they are absolute, essentially what they've done is they've got the masthead, the little red sort of rectangle with the economist and they've turned that into a massive billboard but they use clever language. Like like when, when um, just after Donald Trump got elected, they ran a headline that just said Trump Donald. They ran another headline that said, um, great minds like a think, which is just clever. They ran an ad and it was just a big red billboard with a little jigsaw piece taken out from where the logo used to be. And everyone who walked past went, that's an economist ad, that is. Like really, really simple. It just reminds people. So when people are walking down the street, they would put the Times of London in a bag because they don't want to be judged or the news of the world in a bag. So they don't want to be, but they'll walk down the street with an economist and their logo showing just to show people how bloody clever, look at me, look how clever I am. Yeah. I'm the economist. Yeah, That's what you want. That's why you we want people to, 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 to use you as a badge. Yes. You know, you don't want, um, you don't want to. Uh, you don't want to make it hard for people to choose you. Yeah. Because there's so much choice. You just want to make the choice easy, and distinctive brand assets and codes, whatever you like to call them. People know it's you, so they buy you because they like you and because they remember you. That's a great bone to pick over today, JD. I love it. Well done. Thank you very much. Sorry, I feel like I have. Uh, I feel like I've, I've, I've spoken a lot today, but that's another one of the. That's the one of another, another code. <laughs> Accused <laughs> of the bones of advertising, it's about ninety-five percent JD and about five percent Craig. So that's you know that's just what it is. Thank you, buddy. See you next week. Cheers.